This is Leafs Breakfast. Still with it as he works into the corner centers. That's deflected high in the air. Tapped in front of the net. They score! A cherry! Off a puck that went high in the air. David Camp settled it very quickly. And Noel Achari gets his first goal in the Leaf uniform. That's Noel Cookie Achari. That is his nickname. Apparently he eats a lot of Oreos before games. Nice. It sounds like the (laughs) nickname Noodles for a guy, Jamie McLennan, who loved to eat soup, I guess, on buses around the AHL. And Achari likes cookies. Love it. What is Chris Johnson like? CJ... You know, if Achari likes cookies and Jamie McLennan likes noodles, what's on the menu for you, my friend? Good morning. I'll, I'll take pizza. Nice. <laughs> that's your new nickname. Chris Pizza, pizza Johnson. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good nice. one. That's a good one. Well, now th- Your other nickname here at TSN is Hockey Insider. Well, I guess you and LeBron and, and Darren Dreger as well. But, I mean, 11 o'clock Friday, you're probably sitting there relaxing, and all of a sudden... The big news bomb drops. Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, our Toronto Maple Leafs. What was your initial reaction? Um, I mean, not surprised at the timing, of course. I mean, I was halfway through a glass of wine. so uh, not, Typical not... Leafs, eh? News dump on a Friday <laughs> night going into a long weekend. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think if it was two other teams, usually they'd maybe complete that trade late Friday night and then announce it Saturday. But I think the Leafs, you know, I get it. They they have a lot of eyeballs on them. They want to break their own news. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's what they do. But yeah, I was, I was surprised. It was, um, you know, a big, big, big deal. I, I think I, it's hard to find anyone. I'll tell you this in, in the circle of people I talk to around the league that don't like the trade for Toronto. You know, a lot of people work for other teams, view it as, as something that, that really addresses a, a need for, for the Leafs. And you know, I think even though we've now seen two quick games played, it's, it's too soon to kind of, get a sense of how it's all going to fit together and, and you know, understandably probably a tough couple of days or a challenging couple of days for O'Reilly and Achari who are traveling all over the place and getting acclimated. But, uh, you know, it's a big move and, and, you know, it sounds like the Leafs really just were, didn't want to wait till the end. They might end up paying a little bit more than they had to, but I think that was worth it for them to, to get out ahead of the market and not be sitting waiting. The Leafs give up a 2023 first rounder, a 2024 second rounder, a 2023 third rounder, and a 2025 fourth rounder. But they also get, what, 75% of Ryan O'Reilly's salary retained. Perhaps, CJ, intimating that there's another move coming down for the Maple Leafs. What do you think the likelihood of that is, and what could it be? I think there's a reasonable likelihood. You know, it sounds like they're still intent on trying to find ways to improve the roster. They have a small amount of wiggle room cap space wise, but you know, more than likely if, if they're making another trade, it, it probably signals someone off the current roster would either be part of that trade or another one to make the, the cap room work. Um, they don't have a lot of draft pick capital at this point. Uh, we know how Kyle Dubas feels about trading Matthew Nye, So they don't really have a lot to give up. So if it's something Big, I would be surprised that, you know, just their, their position right now doesn't point to that. But I don't think they're ruling too much out, honestly, behind the scenes. This is, uh, you know, big season, as we know, for the team. Uh, they, they've performed well. And I, I think that, you know, it's especially if the prices come down, which a lot of people think is going to happen, that there aren't really that many buyers. I mean, obviously, there's a few clear ones, and we've seen some big moves already. But maybe maybe there's a chance to 
to, to take another swing, but I, I don't sense anything's imminent, and it'll probably come right down to the wire on, on the next move. CJ, this move happened really fast on Friday when it became clear that uh, Doug Armstrong was ready to go in full sell mode with the St. Louis Blues, and credit to Doug Armstrong and Doug, Kyle Dubas for finding a way to get this done for O'Reilly, who I believe wanted Toronto and got Toronto uh, for him and his family. But Getting ahead of the market, people like to say, oh, they gave up too much. Is this what the market price is going to be for some of these top players? We saw Tarasenko go. We saw O'Reilly go. Is this what we have to come to expect for a Timo Meyer trade? I would think so. I mean, keep in mind, Nolachari, while not a big name, I know a lot of other contending teams liked him. You know, the, the, he was a fit for a lot of teams. and so You got a lot of rave reviews and for people in St. Louis, too. There you go. And so I think if you look at the deal – the fourth round pick goes to Minnesota. That's just a cap related thing. That's that's basically paying Minnesota for for getting the cap down on O'Reilly. You know, at the first, a second, and a third, um, you know, for O'Reilly and Achari, you know, who go right into the Leafs lineup. But, you know, it's in some ways it's a lot, but I think we've come to understand. You know, if you're not picking really high up in the draft, a lot of these these draft picks are lottery tickets, and 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 so yeah, I, I guess it's a high price, um, but. You know, the Leafs have managed to hold on to some of the players they actually know versus, you know, you don't know what you're getting with those picks. Um, and and so I I don't know that it's really – I mean, look, Ryan O'Reilly, as we know, he, he won a Conn Smythe Trophy. He had a great playoffs last year. I know he had a, a tough season production-wise, and it's been a tough year in general in St. Louis. But, I mean, this is this is a pretty darn good player they're bringing in and, and oh, trying yeah. to the bill as well. So you got to pay for it. There's not that much else out there, Carlo, I'd say, too. I mean, who else would you put in the same class as O'Reilly? I mean, once Timo Meyer goes, you know, Patrick Kane, it's a different element. There's not that many high-impact forwards. You know, Agreed. most of the players you might be trading for are coming in in a support role, not going on to a top six on a team trying to win the Cup. So, you know, I, I think that the price is the price. It was a little bit against what Kyle Dubas has, has not wanted to do, and he said as much himself, but... I think it's a unique opportunity to bring in, you know, a pretty specific player that, that um, you know, has made a lot of teams better over the years. We're in conversation with TSN hockey insider Chris Johnston. That's two forwards the Leafs bring in in O'Reilly and Achari. And there is the potential of a third, courtesy of the University of Minnesota, in Matthew Nyes. And over the weekend, there's been a lot of people talking about Nyes, CJ. Can you explain exactly the process by which Nyes would be potentially coming to Toronto and if you think, indeed, at least he'll get a little bit of an opportunity here before the end of the regular season. Well, I mean, he's on the, the best NCAA team right now uh, in the University of Minnesota, so you know they're they're going to go through you know trying to win a national championship. So it's, it, we don't know when their last game of the year will be just yet, but you know we do know that even if they go on and win a national championship, that will happen before mid-April when the Leafs regular season is done, and and because he's Maple Leafs property. You know, he has an ability to sign a pro contract, uh, you know, right after that season ends. You know, my understanding is it's it's very, very, very likely. I, I don't think that you're going to see him go back for one more year of collegiate hockey. He did that last year. You know, the Leafs had a chance to sign him uh, last spring, and, and, you know, he wanted another crack at, at the NCAA, and I think they respected that. But, you know, at this point in time, I, I think he'll sign. I'm pretty sure he's going to play regular season games, and then, you have to see where he's at. You know, he's a, he's a physically strong player, so he doesn't have some of the concerns you, you have with prospects maybe that come into the league that aren't fully developed in their body. But, you know, it's still a big, you know, it's a lot to ask to, to have him become impactful 
immediately. But you know, I think that the the you know the Leafs don't have to know that today. They have a pretty good roster without him. They'll 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 sign him. I would expect he'll play games, and then we'll see where we're at come playoff time. But you know, Cole Caulfield did something a few years ago, uh, similar. You know, coming out of Wisconsin and signing with the Canadians, and then you know, I think that was the same year that they ended up going on a long run to the Cups. So, I mean, we we've seen we've seen players sort of jump in and and be able to fill a role. I think the beauty thing for Nyes is that they don't necessarily need him this year, but, you know, he could be a bonus. Maybe he's a spark, finds a third-line spot or fourth-line spot, um, you know, but it's not too long before we find out. No, it's definitely not. And uh, for Maple Leafs fans, um, again, a lot uh, a lot of emotions went into last week because the week started with, you know, the Patrick Kane speculation and then it finished with the Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari trade, but Patrick Kane was in Toronto on Wednesday, didn't have his greatest game, probably heard a lot about it, went to Ottawa, scored two goals, and then his game rematch against the Maple Leafs, he <laughs> he showed up in Showtime, which is the spotlight that he loves, put on a hat trick. And you heard some of the comments post-game. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't expect anything else coming out of his mouth considering what has just transpired with trades around him. But... Is there still a market for Patrick Kane? When do you expect to find out? When do we expect to find out what his fate is going to be in Chicago? Well, as of yesterday, it doesn't sound like he's made up his mind. And so I I truly believe he doesn't know how this is going to go. There is a market, uh, but, you know, it's it's limited because, he he, you know, he fills a specific need for a specific team and they have to be willing to to do it and and you know i don't know if he's going to want to go to those teams and and so nobody's been fully ruled out um at this point in time but you know i think he's we're down to the final days here before you know he's got to work through this process with his agent and and at least give you know the chicago gm kyle davidson a chance to to go out and make a trade if, if that's something patrick kane wants so you know Reading between the lines, though, I mean, you see him score two goals in Ottawa on Friday, then the hat trick on Sunday. The way he's celebrating those goals, I mean, I know it's exciting to score any goal in the NHL, but it just it didn't look like a guy to me that's ready to play out the string. You know, there's a lot of, of kind of emotion in his game. You know, obviously he does know if he is going to, you know, wave his no-move clause that that might be one of the last games or the last game he plays the United Center, you know, wearing that, that sweater. Who knows? And so maybe that, that goes into it. But to me, he looked like someone who's – Who's not who's not ready just to to pull the shoot on the year? And I wonder, CJ. I mean, if I'm Patrick Kane, teams like the Rangers and the Leafs opted for other players to trade for as opposed to me, and then he goes out and scores two against Ottawa, three against Toronto, clearly showing he's got some juice left. Like any chance a team like Boston or Tampa could conjure up a way to bring him in, or maybe they have alternative focuses ahead of the deadline. Well, I mean, there's always a way to do it. Um, you know, Boston, for example, is a money in, money out team at this deadline in general. But, you know, if they do something where you, you went, put Kane's contract through a third party team, I mean, they can do it. I, I, I haven't heard any rumblings at all that they're interested. And, in, in, um, but, but who knows? I mean, it could be a dramatic week and a half here um, because Patrick Kane hasn't made up his mind, but I, I do feel like his performance is telling us something. And, it's sending a message to teams around the league that, that have to at least think about this, um, you know, whether he'd like to do it. And, and, you know, I don't think it's a mystery. If he's going to go through the hassle of this, he's, he's picking a team he thinks has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, while there's lots of, there's going to be 16 that make the playoffs, the number is lower than that, that, that actually have, 
you know, the, the best chance to win the cup in, in the eyes of someone like Kane or, you know, people inside the game. So, you know, it's only a handful of teams that could do it, and, and we'll see if there's a fit there for Patrick. Wouldn't that be something? If he was a Bruin, oh, that just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Thinking about it. Especially if the, way, the way he's playing right now. I mean, if, if the last two games are any indication, I don't want to buy in too much to that because we saw the Blackhawks in Toronto and Kane was basically a ghost, and then all of a sudden he just turns it on. But, I mean, that's a guy who could be a serious difference maker if he's hot at the right time, and we've seen it. Many, many times, and perhaps uh, we'll see it again. Chris, thank you so much for doing this. I'm sure you've got a very busy day ahead of you making calls and uh, doing your thing as a hockey insider, so we appreciate your time this morning. Oh, it's great, guys. It's heating up, so it's, uh, it's a really It's about fun time. time. It's fun, Break man. a trade, Treat, oh, CJ. I've been telling yeah. you for months. Break a trade. Let's go. <laughs> I was not texting anyone at 11 p.m. on Friday and made a prediction to break that one, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was up till 2 in the morning, <laughs> thanks to the Leafs. Yeah, well, it could be worse, could be worse. Uh, that's Chris Johnston, our hockey insider. And if you missed uh, any of Chris's conversation with us here or any of our segments or guest segments, uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts are found. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe and throw us a nice five-star rating as well. well we've got many five-star guests coming up here on the program, including Buster Olney, our MLB insider with ESPN. He was with the Jays last week for a couple of days, so we'll get his impressions of them. And a roster that looks pretty, pretty good, to quote Larry David, plus Andy Strickland, live from St. Louis in about 30 minutes' time. The third hour of First Stop, coming up next.